not sick, but I'm not well. And I'm so hot, cause I'm in hell. Hello there, and welcome to Gay for Peep Show, episode two. Are you excited, Em? Um, yeah. Excited like a crazy person. I'm so excited. Good, good, good. You sound excited. Yeah, this is the most excited I ever sound. Yes, well, you're going to have the lovely uh, music bed of our washing machine going in the background. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't think that through. Really. No, Never that's mind. okay. That's okay. Never it's, mind. Um, it's Some enjoyable. of us have jobs. We have to do our washing at the end of the day. Well, um, there we are. Mm. Well, there we are. So, Peep Show, episode two. What was it called, this episode? I forgot. It was to called The Interview. It was called The Interview. I, um, yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Should we sort of explain what the podcast is, do you think, for new, new listeners? I think uh, it's ambitious to think that there's anyone new or even uh, anyone that's come back from last week. But, well, yeah, let's uh, do it anyway. Speaking of the interview, you know how they <laughs> say you should dress for the job you want, not the job you've got? Yeah. We should present for the podcast we want, not the podcast that's we have. That's very true. Okay, so... Listeners, of which there are thousands, obviously. Yeah. Um, the interview, yes. Oh, yeah, so basically the rundown of the episode is they haven't got enough money for rent, or Jeremy owes Mark You know how rent. she just ignored everything I just said? Stop making it about you. It's a peep <laughs> show, not you. <laughs> this is Game for Peep Show, where we analyse Peep Show episode by episode, week by week, from the perspective of two lesbians living in Brighton. Yay! Who are now engaged. Oh, yeah, we got engaged this week. <laughs> yeah, it's very Yay! exciting, very exciting. Oh, do you know it's how I actually sound excited? Yeah, I know, yeah, rather than every time I ask you about yeah. the podcast and you so. go, I don't really want to do this, but, yeah, you know, now mind. you're going to marry me, so... Now I'm stuck forever. Exactly. Yeah. Right, anyway, you can carry on talking anyway, about can I? the interview now. Thank you, I wife. I give you permission. Thank you, wife. Not yet. I'm just getting used to married uh, life. I'm probably not likely if, this you, if you don't listen to me anymore. Good. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so, yes... Uh, Jeremy owes Mark money for rent. He does. So Mark gets Jeremy a job interview at his work, yeah. which Jeremy doesn't want to do, so he yeah. does badly at it. Mm -hmm. I actually like, I feel like I didn't have much to say about this episode. I feel like <coughs> it wasn't a very good episode, I've got to be honest it with you. It wasn't, no. Do you know what? Weirdly, having said last week that we thought <coughs> that Warring Factions was such a good introduction to the series. Yeah. This weirdly felt more like a traditional first episode to me. Yeah, the in that, like there's not a lot going on. And the characters didn't feel that well fleshed out. It felt like it was introduced. I don't even, maybe when it was produced, this was planned to be the first episode. Maybe. i tell you what I did notice was very well fleshed okay. out this episode was uh, the set. There's <coughs> like an incredible amount of detail on the set. That yes, I, I was noticing week. that as well. The, the the marks on the toaster and, and marks on the wall and things yeah, like that. And like, yeah, and like and and the office. There's like a lot of detail in the office. Like they even had Stalingrad on Mark's, Mark's desk, desk and all yeah. those like you know the little fluffy things, the fluffy stickers that you get. I don't know. I don't work in an <coughs> office, babe. <coughs> no, and they're, no, they're not an office thing. You get them at like charity things. Okay. And like little fluffy labels with eyes. The what are they called? I don't know what they're called. Anyway, yeah, he what had a ton of them. So those, whenever you go to like a conference, yeah, or like a business conference of some kind, which I remember going <laughs> to for some reason, even though my dad is not a businessman, nor is my mum, nor is she a businesswoman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I remember going to the, maybe they were at college fairs or something. Yeah, the little get sticky them. fuzzy monsters with a little label on yeah, them. Yeah, I used to get them from like eyes. from like the fire. What are they called? Fighters? Firefighters. Yeah. I think I got a task. And like the one police. Once. 
They give them out on like uni open days and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Mark had a ton of those. And he they like don't do that, that anymore, was do they? No, it's probably just, not. Just apps now. Memes. Yeah, and also but like where's you know, the probably not good for the tat? environment. Where is the tactile tat? I'm not gonna remember your business just because of a meme. Okay, thanks, Mark. Um <coughs> yeah, no, I like that because I feel like that's exactly the sort of thing Mark would have on his desk. And the other thing I noticed was um like in Jeremy's bedroom, it's kind of half painted. Like he's like he'd obviously started like painting it red and like just not finished. I feel like and that's I a think plot that's thread they pick up on later. Maybe. But I think anyway. that's just like such a perfect like summary of Jeremy. Yeah. Like he like started this thing and got really excited and then got bored halfway through. Yeah, he never mentions the washing up again. Jeremy and pyr- pyramid selling. <laughs> so yeah. th- so the <coughs> one of the subplots in this episode. Again, I wa- in, we said in the first episode we were really impressed with how many l- yeah. plots were going along. Mm. Little little subplots, but weren't that many in this one. But one of them was uh, mm. Jeremy, Jeremy getting involved in pyramid selling yeah. from Tony yeah. upstairs and uh, next door, next door. Sorry, yeah. yeah. And I felt like uh, I felt like that's very in character for Jeremy. He is. We were saying last week how impressionable he is. Mm. Yeah. And also how deluded he is in the interview. That he think that he really thinks he's swinging the interview. I thought it was actually quite sweet. Like, I thought it was quite endearing. The way how, like, um, she's like, oh, have you got any experience in, like, sorting things? And he's like, well, you know, I sort out the spices and stuff. And he's like, he seems very genuine. Like, he's proud of himself for sorting spices out. And I think, oh, I felt bad for him this episode. Yeah, do you know what, though? Like, I don't (laughs) see how, I don't see how sorting the spices and the DVDs at home isn't good experience for a filing system. No. It that sounds good like good experience. experience. Yeah. I mean, he probably should have talked about sorting things when he was a nurse. Yeah. Oh, I really want to learn more about his nursing days. I think I kind of do. I feel like it, maybe it was one of those things like they went in and they set it up and they wanted to explore it more and then like either forgot or decided it wouldn't no. be as fruitful. I feel they say something about it later <laughs> on as well. He says he like quit because it was kind of gross. Yeah, later on, doesn't he? Yeah. Um... This is very free-for on this podcast today. We're just sort of chatting. Well, we were decided against having a rigid structure. Yeah. Other I than think our favourite quote. We're going to keep keep hold of that. Okay. I've forgotten to write that down, but okay. Did you, did you forget your favourite quote? Do you know what your favourite quote is? Or was this episode so unquotable? Mm, no, I have, think I have. Good, 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 good. Um, so, one thing I noticed. Mark talks a lot about Hitler. He talks a episode. lot about the Second World War mm-hmm. in general. He mentioned Hitler three times, specifically. So, like... Firstly, he's like he did the the swastika drawing for yeah. Sophie in the love heart. And then he talked about uh, putting putting labels on disabled, on disabled people. people, which actually I thought I mean like obviously I don't I'm not in favour of that <laughs> at all, but um, as a disabled person, yeah. you know, don't really want to be labelled. Um, <coughs> but I kind of do. I, I get where they're coming from with that. Like, do you ever have that when you're like on the bus or something, and you just like you catch yourself thinking horrible things like. Oh, that bloody, bloody child being so loud. Oh, they should tie it up or something. And then you think, hang on, well, what? No, no, I don't think that. And it's just like that kind of impulse when you're annoyed yeah, I guess about so. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always used to find when I was uh, when I was travelling, you're you'd be amazed. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me growing up in the home counties. Mm. Uh, you know, with the kind of grandparents you grew up with in the home counties. But I, uh, no, my grandparents were lovely, a little bit. A little bit racist. Just a little bit. Just a little bit, though. Oh, but isn't everyone? Only a little bit. Yeah. But I, um, 
I was at like at airports, especially when I was like half asleep, mm. thinking like horribly racist thoughts, and then being like, "What the hell is going on in my head?" You know? Yeah. And I think those kind of like those subconscious <coughs> biases come yeah. out in you when you're under when you're stressed out. When you yeah, when you're under pressure. Which is why police officers do yeah horrible shit because they're under stress a lot yeah. and they're all subconsciously biased. I mean, everyone's every subconsciously biased every because one of them. they're only human. Yeah, and the police are the only people, well, I mean, not in this country, got quite in America, deep. able to use lethal force. Yeah. So lethal. they act on, if mm. a police officer in America thought that disabled people should have <laughs> stickers, yeah. he would have actually done it. That's pretty messed up. <coughs> Put stickers on them. Um, anyway. The other thing I noticed yeah. peppered in, they had like a few mentions of Big Sue's as well. And I don't think she comes in until, like, season no, two. No, this is why I so think... So that was very well set up. This is why I feel like it was the first episode, because it's sort of... This was meant to be the first episode, because it's implied that Jeremy has just broken up with her. And so he's That's around true. the flat more. Do you know what, as well, is, like, in the on the on Netflix, the little, like, it explanation of yeah, Peep Show is... Slacker Jeremy has just broken up with his girlfriend. Yeah. And that's not that opening episode. No, I know. But yeah, no, that totally makes we sense. Should, we should have found this out before we started recording. We should, definitely. I feel episode. like it might have been the first episode. Anyway. But then I don't understand, because they're meant to have been living... So he's missed out on three months' rent, so he can't have just broken up with her, because he used to live with her, didn't he? In the They called it the love shack he used to live in. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't understand. Maybe he's been there three months, and Mark's just like... And this is Mark being like, okay, come on, buddy, like, you know... Get it together now. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, speaking, so speaking of, yeah. so I was shocked at this episode about how nice Mark seemed to be being towards Jeremy at the beginning, about getting him a job, even in his own head. I mean, I know he called him a slacker waste yeah. of space, but like, or what was it, work shy something? Something like that. And then at the end, when they're in the <laughs> when they're in the <laughs> when bar. they're in the interview. No, oh, I was right. thinking about when they when he's in the interview with him. And he says, uh, he says it would be nice having him around. I could order him around. Not nasty. Just fetch this, Jeremy. Yeah. Do this, Jeremy. Suck this, Jeremy. Wait, what? Yeah. What was that about? What was that about? Well, Mark's obviously gay. Mark, not necessarily gay. Maybe not gay. Maybe. But bisexual. So here's where this here's a, where this th- this theory of mine comes from because I'm noticing it more and more with how he kind of. You know the use of military imagery when he's talking about mm. Sophie towards the end, and he's talk- when he's talking about Jeremy to to a certain extent. And uh, you know, uh, I'm transgender, and when I was growing up, um, I very much thought in the same way about life because what, I c- like the military, not militarily, but like in terms of objectives, because I couldn't deal with like the reality of what my body was and what my life was and yeah, what I actually sense. wanted. That makes sense. And I feel like Mark is a really has is a really repressed at no, the very least I bisexual man. And I think he definitely has this kind of thing over Jeremy. Yeah, definitely. I think it's very associated with power for him, but but there's yeah. something to it. There is definitely something to it. I agree. I mean as as someone who like, you know, tried to be heterosexual for a long time, yeah. which was entertaining. But very entertaining. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I totally get it in the, like, you know, this is just a thing you've got to get through. Yeah. Like, you know, like, dating a man, oh, okay, this is something I'm just going to have to get through. I mean, and, I'm sh- like, it's the same with Mark for women. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, because after he thinks he's ruined things with Sophie, he then mm. says, uh, he then says, who next, Big Sue? You know, <laughs> it's just like, 
he's moving on to his next target because for him, yeah, landing a woman is about is about achieving a target, making his parents happy, making his parents happy, and not dying alone. Yeah, it's pretty um, close to home, huh? Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. I think. Um, I don't know. This dead air, this is a crime, it's dead air, right? It's great. It's brilliant. I had never thought. Oh, you were talking about the bath when they would. So, yeah. So leading up to that, so Mark. Should we should we explain the scenario? I was going to say Mark gets uh, Sophie's home number and oh decides yeah. to call yeah. her at night yeah. and leaves this message on her answering phone, where he mm. ends by go by singing the when I go and do spoil it all by saying, saying something stupid like, like I like you. you. And to be honest. I thought that was really sweet. I liked it, yeah. If you had let... If, I mean, you sing little songs to me all the time. I do. I, I think I sing them to you more than you if sing If I'd done me. that to you when we were courting... <laughs> when we were courting. When we were courting. Would, yeah. Would that have... Uh, would you have liked that? I think so. I have a friend I grew up with um, who's going to be the mate of honour at our wedding. Yeah. Yeah. And he... Uh, I think I can't I can't remember why I started doing this, but I'm pretty sure for the last eight, maybe maybe even longer, maybe ten years, mm. every time I phone him, I sing a pop song but put his name into it. That's brilliant. And so I've really related to the <laughs> really related to that. And the fact that that was seen as the thing that really fucked it up. Yeah, I like it was sweet <coughs> silly. Yeah. But I think fun side out. Yeah, no, it was sweet. I quite like the juxtaposition of uh, Mark and Jeremy, who are both, like, it, it's it's made quite clear, unsuccessful with women, but in yeah. very different ways. Yeah. So, like, with Jeremy, it consists of just masturbating over elves or yeah. whatever he can find around the flat. But for Mark, yeah. it's... Uh, what is it he says? Oh, yeah, that's it. He gets Sophie's home number, and he's like, right, oh, hope she doesn't mind about my balls. <laughs> and it's like, that's not the same thing, babes. Like... You know, just because you've got her number, it doesn't yeah. mean you're going to have. But sex. again, it's this. But like, like, it's it's like the realistic target-based look at life, isn't it? But I quite like that. You know, for Jeremy, it's like edgy and like about the porn, but actually, he's not getting any action at all. And for Mark, it's like very innocent and quite sweet, and he's worried. But like, they're both unsuccessful. Yeah. Even though, true. like, but like in in two extreme different ways. That's very true. Um. So. I don't know what else was I going to say about this. There's not actually all that much more to say about it, is there? No. I was oh, going to say... Superhands uh, was in this episode for a bit. Very briefly. I don't, that, that's one of his most forgettable appearances. So he just sort of walks in, shows Jeremy his bass line he's made. Jeremy asks him for some money for the music equipment. They yeah. have a little bit of an argument and he leaves. Very forgettable. I like that, though, because it's like, again, peppering in Superhands. You know, like he's going to be a bigger character later on. Yeah, but I feel like the fir- his introduction in the first episode was brilliant. Yeah. And it was, it was insanely quotable. Like some of the most famous Superhands quotes come, oh, from, yeah, come yeah. from that. In don't, want a, don't want a logo on the tip of my lager. No logo on the phone. Yeah. But, what well, I mean, shit is as shit does, maybe. But I don't, you know, that's not a famous thing that he says. I just thought it was a very dull, yeah, very dull quite scene. Quite boring, yeah. Um, what else was... I mean, I suppose it, 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 it set up the running joke about Jez and Superhands constantly changing their band name oh and yeah, not agreeing no. on it. I suppose it does yeah, that. Yeah, because they were the Hair Blair Bunch. Hair Blair Bunch. Mum was Kim Kat. Mum was Kim Kat. <laughs> Which was nice to say now. Um, <coughs> on a 
on a kind of deep level, this episode. Yeah. I was kind of looking at um, Mark and Jeremy when they're in the job interview and they're talking about their job. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of like very ill-defined jobs, like very like non-defined goals. Yeah. That they're kind of setting them up. Even Mark, who you know has like a ongoing job, it's kind of quite vague what he does. I feel like to some extent he doesn't even know. Yeah, this is pre-credit crunch. Yeah, babe. This is this oh, is yeah, when I everybody know. was doing jobs that didn't really mean much. I mean, there's still <laughs> a lot of jobs like that to be honest. No, I know, but like it was pervasive but then, wasn't it? Yeah, but I quite I thought that was quite interesting. In like, it gives a real sense of their kind of lack of direction. And, you know, like, lack yeah. of definition in their lives. Like, they're really looking for meaning. Well, so Mark is a loan manager. It basically means his job is to convince people to take mm-hmm. out loans. That they don't need, yeah. That they don't need. Yeah, and and I can see why he's depressed. And I wonder whether, like, Bain and Armstrong, the writers, mm. uh, wonder whether they, <laughs> whether they were sort of following people like Vince Cable who were saying that the credit-fueled economy was doomed to burst. Because putting Mark in that position really mm. pays off later. We won't, you know, we won't spoil it now if you're watching along with us. We're doing a lot of spoilers, to be fair. I mean, it's quite an old show. I don't think. But it that. really, really pays off later during the financial crisis. Yeah. And like, they could not have picked a better job for Mark. Because no, you know. Yeah. So I just don't. I wonder whether they were, whether they felt. Whether they decided to write that in because they felt like the credit crunch was coming and that Mark would lose his, like that being a loan manager, in in that sort of company, JLB Credit is like a real late nineties, early to mid noughties British company. Yeah, the kind of thing that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, credit, you know, credit companies that aren't attached to banks in any way at all and just just like general setting out extortionate Mm. rates for things. So, another thing I thought was interesting this episode is mm-hmm. Mark's kind of weird creepiness that is never, like, properly addressed. I mean, you, you kind of, you get more of an idea as the series goes on, but I feel like it's never really addressed of how much of a creep he is. Um, yeah, but again, I think that's a function of his militaristic attitude towards... Yeah, well, what I was, I was going to say is that, like, I, I d- it's never clear whether he means to be creepy or not. Whether that's genuinely who he is, or whether it's a a side thing of him being so incredibly awkward, um, and like when he says to Sophie, you know, yeah, I guess I do like you, and if you don't like that, you can just fuck off. Like it sounds funny and awkward, but also I guess kind of sinister in a way, you know. Yeah, but I love the way Sophie responds to that, and it, it's sort of the way he she treats him the whole time. It's just like a kind of she treats him as a kind of child. A confused, awkward child. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of what they aim for, but I don't know, I just thought it was interesting in terms of like where the blame lies or if there is any blame, if there's any kind of culpability yeah. for Mark being a bit of a creep. Well, I don't know whether he was being... He was just being really defensive, I think. I don't know, I feel like it's kind of not great to say if you if you don't like the fact that I have feelings for you, you can just fuck off. Like, does that not come across a bit sinister? What what's meant by fuck off? Fuck off as in like leave me alone. That's yeah. not that sinister. No, I guess so. Fuck off as in just fuck, fuck off you. And die. Yeah, yeah, that's that's worse. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I f- it feels defensive to me. Speaking of, mm. Jeff is introduced in this episode. Yeah, and that is a perfect introduction for Jeff. Jeff's great. 
I really yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, Jeff is a nice. Well, he's a bit of a dickhead, but he's like, a bit of a dick about women. He's really mean about Dobby later on. He is, yeah. But I, j- you know, but like he's really not that bad. He's just a sort of bloke, isn't he? Yeah, you know, he's just sort of like a funny man. Men that take the piss out of each other over things. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Pretty much. That's pretty much all he is. I think like I feel like the only reason Mark doesn't like him is that he's more successful with women than him. Or just more successful. I don't I, more successful at Oh no, he's not more successful at his job, is he? Um, Mark, Mark's more successful at the job. I don't know what Mark is. Yeah, Mark is uh particularly Oh like Mark later gets promoted on. above him later on. Yeah, I guess. And so. then the credit yeah. crunch happens. Ah That's I love that episode. Funny. Can't wait. I can't, can't wait. wait. I can't wait. We'll be reviewing that. Yeah, next I feel year quite disappointed with how bad this episode was. Yeah. Um, I quite I did like the the image of him just screaming in the cupboard, Mark just screaming in the yeah, cupboard. That was pretty I good. feel like that's very relatable, and it's I like how relatable it is. It's almost like it was designed for the meme generation, which of course it wasn't because no one knew that this odd turn of pop cultural events no, was going to happen. I mean, but sort of the meme generation is kind of the new mm. newest expression of like cult followings, isn't it? Exactly. Like, yeah. You know, it's the kind of show that rewards rewatching. Yeah. And so it's the kind of show that rewards. Memification. Yeah. That's a word. Is that a word? Don't know. It's now. You're the academic, you should know. Um Yeah, I'm the academic. I'm a political (laughs) philosopher, baby. I can invent words. Mm -mm. (laughs) Um (laughs) invented invented a word the other day. Good. I mean my supervisor told me to take it out. But 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 I didn't invent it. But by God, you tried to invent a word. I'm trying to bring back the word elder because we don't use it in UK English very much. That's important to my research. I like it, I like it. Like the, it gives it gives the Elder Scrolls a new meaning, doesn't it? Yeah, my uh, friend of mine used we used to play Warhammer, and he had Eldar, which were like basically space elves. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that brings us neatly to the end <laughs> of the episode. Uh, okay, we've well, just got to discuss our favourite quotes. Favourite quotes, yes. Um. Yeah, I don't really have one. Okay. I d- I quite like the, I like you, and if you can't deal with it, you can just fuck off. Like, even though I moaned about that quote, I did quite like it. My one is, uh, yield to me, Hobbit Slayer. You will touch my magic cock. It's beautiful. I'm <laughs> glad that you chose that one. Jeremy's delivery of it. Wonderful. It was wonderful. It says so much about his character. Yeah. Right then, well, that's this week, episode two. Very short. Sure. I feel like we one, should apologise for how dull this well, episode it's not was. Our fault. It's Bane and Armstrong's fault. That's so true, yeah. What's, what's the next episode? Can you remember? Maybe it's oh, a better well, one. And the television's I don't off. Know. But it's probably a better episode. Be better. There are probably some good is. ones this season. There yeah. We'll try and be more interesting next week. All right. Shall we end it okay. with the end, uh, outro? Are we theme? doing shout outs to any particular listeners? Are there? Yeah. Your workmate. My workmate, Daz. The Daz man. Right? The Daz bag. There you are, Daz. I've only heard about you. You look like you're related to our housemate. That's about it. He really does. And my little sister who moaned about the sound quality. Yeah, um, my soon-to-be sister-in-law thinks I'm not very good at producing. And I'm not. So She's not. Way to kick someone when they're down. But luckily, you're about to marry into a family of sound producers. Exactly. And they might be able to teach me to have ears. To have ears? Mm. That's impressive. Yes. Anyway, um, are we gonna? How are we doing the outro? Are we gonna sing it? I was thinking maybe like a smooth jazz version. Go on then. Do some clicks. Paranoia, paranoia. Everyone's coming to get me. Just say you never met me. I'm running underground with the moles, digging, digging the holes. Do 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 do.